Welcome to the Irresistible You podcast. This is the place to get a dose of empowerment to create the life you crave and deserve. I'm your host, Amy Beltran, CEO and founder of Irresistible University. On the podcast, I teach women just like you how to ditch the body image issues, gain confidence, and lose the emotional weight to look and feel irresistible at any size. If you like this podcast, you're going to love working with me and my group coaching program. If you want to learn more about it, including the investment, what's included, see client testimonials, and to sign up and enroll, please head over to irresistibleicing.com course. The link is also in the show notes. Okay, so I don't really have a set... Um, subject or title or content outlined for today's episode. I just thought I would press record and see where this goes and just kind of share my headspace, where my heart is at and kind of just, you know, where I'm at right now. Um, and maybe this will help someone and maybe it won't. I, I don't know, but it's, it's just what's on my heart. And I just, I don't know. Let's just see where this goes guys. <laughs> um, so the reason I don't have an episode in the pipeline anyway, um, that's kind of related back to this. So I don't even know where to start with this. It has crossed my mind here and there about maybe I should no longer continue the podcast. Maybe it's time for me to wrap things up and just take this off of my plate the past year, two years, as those of you who are longtime listeners know, have been very challenging for a couple of different reasons. And because of that, you know, it's pulled my direction a little bit away from the podcast at times where I'm really doing a lot more client work with instructional design. So for those of you that don't know, I create training programs, online training, modules, e-learning, um, that kind of thing. I designed those. And I've been doing a lot more contracts in that realm um, because it's it's what I really know how to do well. It makes very good money and it's very quick money for me. And that's just where I've needed to be. You know, the podcast and my program, while that does bring income, it's not always the most consistent income. And I just was in a place where things need to be more consistent. So I I don't can't even believe I'm sharing this cuz it feels so vulnerable and scary to share that with you guys, but like it's been tugging at my heart because while the instructional design work I've been doing it since 2005. It's the whole reason why I was able to create an amazing program called Irresistible You because I've used those skills and that experience from my my instructional design life, my learning and development life. Um, While that work is great, it pays the bills. I'm always grateful for what it provides me and my family. It doesn't provide me with a sense of fulfillment. (laughs) It doesn't give me um, the feels. It doesn't feel like I'm living my life's purpose. And that makes me feel like I'm just in this really hard position of my heart is in one place, but my brain has to be over here because it's what I need to do right now. And so because of that, 
because of the things that have gone on the last two years, it's been really hard to stay consistent with the podcast, even though that's where my heart is. That's where I want to be. That's what I want to be doing completely full time, free of anything else. Um, and it's, it's, it's why I was put on the earth. I mean, I don't say that to be, you know, silly or just to, you know, say things. I know that I was put here and put through my journey and my ups and downs with weight. I was put here to be able to help other people, to be that voice for people that are afraid to speak up for themselves. And when I'm doing the podcast and I'm creating content and I'm coaching and I'm working inside the program, I feel like I am aligned in my purpose. I feel like I am aligned with what I was put on this earth to do, the reason that I was even born. And when I'm not doing that because I literally don't have time because I'm being pulled in 500 other directions, it makes me start to feel empty. It makes me start to feel unfulfilled that I'm just existing. And I don't want to feel that way. I want to do what I was put here to do. And so there's times where I go through and I'm like, okay, you know, I made this little pie chart and I divided it up into all of the things that take my attention. You know, each one of my children, the dog, my husband, my house, my career, my podcast, my business, my, um, you know, everything like social, what social life, right? Like that's like a small piece of the pie right now. And my brain is so divided into all of these different things. And so many of the things on there are important. So many of the things on there, I can't pull back from, I can't pull back from my kids, nor do I want to, right? Um, can I pull back from house stuff? Uh, yeah, I pulled up to the driveway the other day and I got a Groupon for pressure washing. I immediately contacted someone to come do the lawn. I started putting notes out for someone to come help clean the house. Like I can outsource that shit and I would like to outsource that shit because I don't like doing that shit. <laughs> I, that, that brings me no joy. It's actually, a, it's, it's good for me to outsource those kinds of things, right? But my attention span has been very, very um, short, and maybe I'm in my feels too because this week is coming up on the one year anniversary that Catalina was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. And I think there's some subconscious shit going on underneath where it's like I can't even believe it's been a year. But at the same time, it feels like it's been 10 years and we have learned so much and we have grown and it's gotten so much better. But then it also hasn't because it's not a condition where you can do the equation of, you know, ABC and you get one, two, three. It's like you do one thing today, tomorrow it looks different. The next day it looks different. And it's just been a roller coaster. And that has truly taken my attention away from a lot of things like so many things and things that people say or conversations or things that people do I just don't give a shit anymore because I don't have time to think about it I don't have time to care I have other things that take my attention and I truly believe becoming the mom of a T1D child it changed me it 
does it not? <laughs> you know, how does it not change you? It fundamentally changed my foundation. You know, where even I go to events and she's with us, you know, little birthday parties or stuff with kids or whatever. And I just don't have the attention span to talk with adults because I'm so focused on number one, even if she wasn't diabetic, focused on where is she? What is she doing? Is she okay? Is she being kidnapped? I can't see her. Blah. But now knowing i am also got to keep my eyes on her at all times and be watching her number to make sure we're not crashing low or going too high. So, you know, I give myself grace because it's only been a year. I'm still in the learning process. I'm going to be learning about this for a very long time, you know, and the first year is definitely rocky because there's days like today where, her pancreas decided, oh, I, I know how to do my job. You know, this is a thing with, with new newly diagnosed. It's called honeymooning where I can do the exact same thing I did today. And yesterday she went low. The day before and the day before that, she was extremely high. So it's a constant roller coaster. And all of these different things that have occurred in the last two years, which I don't want to get into all the details because it's all recorded. It's all unpacked excuse me, it's all in past episodes. You can go back and listen to those things, but they changed me. Um, and it's pulled my focus and, and I want to be focused. I want the podcast to be at the center again because it's so important to me and it matters. And I know my voice matters and I know my voice helps. And I know that what I have to say should not be silenced. I was silenced for so many years, afraid to speak, afraid to put myself out there, afraid to, um, you know, be vulnerable and share the things that I only had in my head. And I know, because I've lived it, that keeping everything inside is exactly why I felt so alone and so different for so many years because there wasn't social media. There wasn't people to look up to. There was the only people that you saw and heard is who the media polished and put on a platform. And nobody's sitting here polishing me and putting me on a platform. I do it for myself. So whatever I have to say is raw and real and uncut and I don't edit. So, you know, of course though, you go through moments where you're like, you know, I, I, maybe I should just stop doing this. I just, you know, maybe this is a sign that it's not for me. Maybe this is a sign that it's time to wrap shit up. And I've always thought to myself, when do you know? When do you know when it's time to give up on a dream? And I don't think... If something brings you down to your knees and makes you emotional and brings tears to your eyes every single time you talk about why it's important and why it matters, then there is no giving up. There is no time to give it up. And I feel so silly. Okay, guys. So yesterday, you know, I'm like in my feelings and like, oh my gosh, I was, you know, needed to get a podcast out this week. I'm so behind. You know, what am I going to do? Blah, blah, blah. So... I was like, okay, I was, it was Chewy's birthday um, yesterday and I was, you know, got a ton of DMs about that because I had posted on my Instagram and I was going through there and I was like, let me just clean up some of my notifications and this and that. You guys, I feel so stupid. So 
you know, I'm pretty damn good with technology. I mean, I use technology for a living. I have to understand different design tools and platforms and, and things in order to do my job and run my business. <laughs> so, you know, I realized I was like, holy shit. I had, this was like crazy. I had so many DMs in this hidden folder, you guys, from people from some of them, I feel so bad. Some of them were like a year ago, a year and a half ago. And here they are sitting in this folder, unread. I had no idea they were in there. And I'm like, oh my God, people must think I am such an asshole. They take the time to send me these really long, heartfelt messages about ways that the podcast is helping them in their life. And here I am not responding and not even reading their messages because I didn't even know they were there. So I spent some time yesterday afternoon replying to these messages and explaining, you know, why it took me so long. (laughs) I just, I can't believe there's this folder and it's not the request folder because that one I know about. It was like this hit. It was like all of these messages that were hidden. And I don't know why Instagram did that. Anyway, I felt like it was a sign because here I was in my feelings like, you know, maybe it's just time to shut shit down. I don't even know if because sometimes it's hard to know when you're doing a podcast if it's even reaching. Like I can see the numbers. I can see how many people are listening But beyond that, unless someone leaves a review or they send a DM or they comment on something on one of my social media posts, it's hard to know sometimes, is this hitting? Does this, does this resonate? Does this hit with people? Like, is anyone even listening? Do they even care? And, you know, you kind of get in your head, which we all do this at times. We get in our head and we start kind of just saying, is this worth it? Should I really be doing this? You know, does anyone even give a shit that I'm doing this? And here's the thing, like yesterday was like a sign. I'm like, oh my God, I had no, I mean, I was reading these messages. And if you're, if you're one of those people and you're listening, believe, like I was just, I was, my daughter even came in the room. She's like, mommy, why are you crying? Cause I was like bawling, reading these words that you all have sent to me. And it just, it just, like touches my heart so much and it made me realize like no it's not time to give it up like I said before if something if you were put here and meant to do something and you can't let it go like you and you can't let it go meaning it's constantly tugging at you it's constantly pulling at you it's constantly you know you think about it you talk about it you get emotional it's not time to give that dream up it's not and I've even thought to myself before, you know, even if 10 people listened, which, you know, if only 10 people listened to this episode, would you keep doing it? And I say the answer is yes, because even if it's only 10 people or 100 people or 1,000 people, those people are are hearing this and they're getting something out of it. And not only that, I find for me it's therapeutic for, you know, getting these things out that I have inside of me and also doing something that makes me feel fulfilled, doing something that makes me feel that I'm living in my purpose. And that's what this podcast and my program and the entire Irresistible You concept does for me. And 
I really, really want to get to a place where I don't feel so pulled in a million different directions. And this can be at the center and the focus for me again here soon. And I know that it will happen. I know that I have to get more intentional. And so I think, you know, to, to bring this forward, because I, you know, I share a lot of personal vulnerable things on the podcast and I don't ever want this podcast to just be about me, which someone actually left me a review and said that that's that I'm just all about myself and I don't help people. <laughs> and I'm sorry, but that's like, I know the truth and I know that's not the truth. And I'm very intentional about making sure that I somehow bring this full circle in a way that's going to help somebody else. Okay. So, you know, if you're listening to this, and you're at a place in your life where there's something you've always wanted to do and you don't feel like you have gotten where you want to be or you want to be somewhere but you're not there yet and you're just it's this so the feeling is this pull of I wish I was here but I'm here now and there's this resistance between the two things because this is not where I'm supposed to stay. I want to address that because I think this applies to dreams and goals for your business, your career, your family, and most certainly your weight loss. I I think one of the reasons I have been this past year, year and a half, two years, I have leaned into it more. Where in the past, I would fight that resistance and just feel so like wound up and and stressed about it and and all those things where now I feel like I've kind of leaned into things more and said, okay, this is just a season. And that's what I want to share with you guys. Understand that there are going to be seasons in your life, in your weight loss journey, where you're pulled in other directions. It doesn't mean the thing that you love or the thing that you want is not important. It just means that in this season of your life, there are things that are taking priority over it, right? You know, when Kat was first diagnosed last summer with type 1, my whole world just stopped. Like, it, it, it literally stopped. Like, nobody heard from me on social media for like a month. I didn't even have the words or the energy to send a simple, I'm okay, there's some things going on, I'll be back soon. I didn't even have the energy to post that. I didn't have the energy to share anything that was going on because it was so all-consuming, guys. Like, I'm getting emotional because, and I'm sorry, this podcast is so all over the place today. I'm getting emotional because it's reminding me of where I was last June and July, August, like it was, it was horrible. It was horrible. We didn't have her on an insulin pump yet. She wasn't on a glucose monitor yet. So here we were doing at least 10, working with about 10 needles a day between insulin shots and finger checks. And then, you know, once she got a glucose, I'm going to know I'm going way off topic now, but once she got a glucose monitor on where I can see her blood sugar 24 hours a day, I realized 
even it like illuminated for me even more how scary of a time that was where my little girl is four years old at the time going to sleep and we don't know her blood sugar all throughout the night unless we wake her up, which we were doing. And the thing about blood sugars is I could check her sugar at 3 a.m. and it's normal, it's in range, and by 5 a.m. she's crashing to a dangerous level. Anyway, so it just, it's, it, it brings back all of those things that sometimes you're in a season of your life where everything comes to a, a halt because something else takes priority. My child and my child's health will always dominate and take over anything else that's going on. You know, even working, which we need to work to survive. We need to work to pay bills. You cannot live without money. It, you just can't. But I remember last year, it was like neither one of us could work because it took both of us literally 24 hours a day to manage this thing with this little girl who was so scared. Whew, I didn't expect this. <laughs> um, and I'm so proud of all three of us and how far we have come and how much of a fucking badass she is and how brave she is. Like, it's just amazing to me to see the difference in where all of us are with our comfort level, with how we, like, now when I look back at where we are right now in the day-to-day, -day, you know, things that we do together as a family and everything, life hasn't skipped a beat. We just have this device that tells us our sugars and an insulin, you know, we have a thing that delivers insulin to her wirelessly. And it's like, it's just become one extra step. And that's what I wanted from the first night in the hospital, in my grief, in my crying, in my like shock. This will not change our lives. This will not become the main character in our story. And so understand that when something knocks you to your feet, takes the wind out of your, like it just takes the wind out of you. It doesn't mean it's time to give up everything else. It just means right now you don't have the same type of focus. And I am in such a better place with everything. Like, I mean, I can't even begin to like tell you how different things are now. Um, and they will only get better throughout the years as, you know, technology improves. And it's already, there's already things in the works because I keep on top of all these things, right? Um, so lean into that season. You just have to lean into it and understand that this too shall pass because it will. It will. And if you have a dream for yourself, it's not time to give that up. If you're sitting there right now listening to this and you've been having those thoughts about, well, I'm just going to give up on myself. I don't have time for me. I don't have time for this anymore. It is not your time to give up. It's not. It is your time to figure out how the hell do I work this into my life where I am right now? I tell you guys all the time, you have to meet yourself where you are. And that's a conversation I'm having with myself. It's like, okay, you know, we've made it through the newborn stage with Javi. We've still got some nights here and there that are a little rocky. But for the most part, the kid sleeps through the night. He goes to bed on time. And now that I'm saying that, tonight's going to be a living hell because I swear every single time I say that, it like jinxes the whole thing. <laughs> um, you know, cats, diabetes is 
in this really good manageable place, it's always going to be something that's there. It's always something. And as I'm talking to you, I'm looking at her numbers on my watch right now. It's always going to be something you are thinking about. But it's really, really dialed in as far as the process and how we do things now. You know, so things will continue to get easier. Javi will get older. He's becoming more independent. You know, um, just the little things that, that, that change every day. So I've been having conversations with me that's like, okay, this is what you want. This is what's important. So make it happen. Make it happen. Quit making excuses. We're done making excuses. And sometimes you have to have that tough love conversation with yourself. It's like first you lean into the the thing that's happening, lean into the season, meet yourself where you are, and then reevaluate and say, okay, I'm not where I was a year ago. I'm in a much better place. So how do I now prioritize what I want for me? It was just like with my weight loss, guys. Like, as I've been sharing in, you know, 10 pounds, 10 times series on here, where I was a year ago with weight loss is like, I'm just trying to get through the days. And I pretty much maintained my weight throughout all of that craziness last year. And then this year around the spring, I was like, okay, the dust is settling. I feel like I can breathe again. Let's prioritize this weight loss thing. And that's what's been happening, you know? So, I'm like so scared to even publish this because I feel like I've shared way too much, but that's okay. That's what I'm here for. That is what I'm here for. And somebody needs to hear this because I don't want you giving up on you. I don't want you giving up on your dreams. I know for me, I have come too far to only come this far. Like, I'm not going to sit here and give everything up. If anything, we're going to we're going to turn this shit around and we're going to make it happen. And I think about my kids and if I've had this dream, this thing for years that I've been working on and trying to grow and trying to, you know, turn into this big thing. If I've had this dream and I give up on it, I am teaching my kids that it's okay to give up on yourself. And I will be damned if that's the lesson I'm going to teach them. You know, I don't want to exist. I want to live. I don't want to exist just to, you know, make a dollar and pay some bills. I want to be able to do that. And I also want to be able to live my life's purpose and use my voice and not be silenced anymore because I'll be damned if I'm going to be silenced anymore. And I feel that if I were to give up the podcast, that is me saying to all the people that have tried to silence me and all the people that didn't want to listen to me and all the people that thought I was invisible, it's basically saying to them, you were right. And there's no way I'm going to do that. (laughs) There is no way, no how that I'm going to let that happen. And I think about my daughter, you know, when I found out I was having a little girl, my firstborn being a girl, I remember crying because I wanted a little girl so bad. And I remember thinking, and you're having a little girl because it's God's way of saying like this work that you do with Irresistible You, which I didn't even have the podcast at the time. It was just the blog. And... I remember thinking this is his way of saying like this is what you were put here to do because now you have a little 
little girl that's going to look up to you and needs to learn these things from you. And her getting diabetes, you know, she's she's going to have a lot of obstacles down the road. Um, you know, hopefully through our teachings and our guidance, it won't be so bad. But I know as, you know, you become more body aware and she has these two medical devices that she has to wear. And, you know, even at five years old, she has kids in her classes asking her, what is that? Why are you wearing that? And she, you know, I don't ever... I don't ever want her to feel less than because of her body. And it takes this whole topic of body image to a different level. You know, when it's something like that, when it's a medical device or, you know, a disability of some sort. And I have to be louder. I have to keep talking. I have to keep sharing. I have to keep posting. I have to be, I have to keep putting myself out there even when I don't want to. Because someone out there needs to hear the same thing. You know, no one should be made to feel less than because of their weight, their looks, or any other reason. You know, and I always tell cat when she tells me, oh, yeah, the, the girls at ballet tonight, they were asking what this is on my arm. And I said, oh, you know, I don't ever put anything in her head like, oh, did that make you sad? Did that make you happy? I always say to her, how did that make you feel when they were asking you? She's like, oh, it was good. I'm like, oh, OK, cool. <laughs> and, um, you know, I always tell her also, you know, be proud of yourself. Be so proud of who you are. I said, diabetes does not define who you are. It's just part of who you are. And these devices are part of your body now. And you need to be proud of that. Don't ever be ashamed or try to hide who you are to make other people comfortable. And I think that's the lesson for all of us is like, Stop trying to hide yourself so that other people are not uncomfortable. It's just like with her, like when she was still on um, injections and I had my first, you know, I always take the kids places on my own. I'm always on the go. If you follow my stories, you see that like I'm always taking them, you know, on little adventures and things. And I remember my first trip back to the zoo post diabetes and, um, Frank was not with us. He was at work. And I remember we were eating lunch there. And I said, okay, you know, because she would do her injections after she eats. And I said, okay, you know, where do you want to do your injection? She goes, right here. I'm like, okay, cool. You know, I'm not going to sit there and run in the bathroom or run behind a wall and hide the fact that my kid needs an insulin injection. If that makes you uncomfortable, then go online and do some research and figure out why that makes you uncomfortable and learn more about this condition, period. I'm not going to sit here and make you feel better about yourself. And Because when we do that, we 
completely chip away at who we are. We completely chip away at ourselves and make ourselves uncomfortable because other people can't handle it. I don't care if you can handle it or they can handle it or he can handle it or she can handle it. I need to know if I can handle it and my kids can handle it. Period. Period. Like, er, stop, full stop. Same thing with shorts. It's 125,000 degrees right now in Virginia. You best believe these big old thick legs are going to be in some shorts. And if anybody has a problem with it, they can stick it up their ass. Like, seriously. I spent way too many years dressing like an idiot in the in the summer, dressing in sweaters and shit. Like, why? Because somebody might see some fat legs. You might see some fat rolls. Like, you're gonna you're gonna get all this. You're gonna get every roll, every piece of cellulite. You're gonna get every piece of loose skin all up in your business this summer. And if you don't like it, pop off. Like seriously, just pop off. I don't care. Stop shrinking yourself and stop like undermining yourself for other people that don't even care about you because if they cared about you they wouldn't make you feel less than you got to start living for you and I feel like this applies to your dreams your goals because for some of you you're not out here doing the damn thing because you're afraid of what other people are going to think you're afraid of breaking cycles because you might not be like people anymore. You're afraid to break yourself out into a new cycle that has never been seen before. Because now, I mean, I think I did an episode about this a few back about like your your fear is like, well, what if I don't have anything in common with them, right? If I lose too much weight, what am I going to have in common with my buffet friend? You know, the buffet friend that you go, you hit up the buffet with or the dessert friend, or the wine friend. What if what if I don't do those things anymore? Am I going to lose my friendship? Well, I don't know. And if that's the case, were they really your friend to begin with? You know, am I going to lose relationships or friendships if I start earning more money and I'm in a new bracket of life? Because that's a real thing. People hold themselves back from success because they're afraid of the success. They're not afraid to fail. Every single one of us, myself and every single one of you listening, knows how to fail. You've done it. You're a master at failing. It's not failure. It's the fear of success. What if this thing blows the fuck up? What if it blows up? And I'm now in this level of life that I've never experienced before and I've never seen modeled before. Stop holding yourselves back. I have no idea what this episode was about, you guys. I feel like I was all over the place. Um, (laughs) I hope it was helpful. I really do. I really do. Um, Let me know. Like, sit. Oh, my God. And I can't believe I always say send me a DM on Instagram. And you guys are probably, yeah, this bitch don't even, she don't even check her DMs. Lord, okay, I'm going to really like be checking that folder to make sure nothing else goes in there. So send me a DM on Instagram. Let me know how this podcast is helpful to you. The other way you can do that is also to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcast. That is the best way to help this podcast grow, to let me know that you hear me, to let me know that you're listening, to let me know what you love is to put that out there. 
okay? Another way you can support the podcast, if you would like, there is a website called buymeacoffee.com slash irresistibleu. That is where you can donate the literally the cost of a coffee to keep the podcast maintenance cost going. All right, guys, I think I'm going to end it here. I feel like I'm on a tangent. I'm all over the place. So we're going to wrap things up. (laughs) I will catch you in the next one because there will always be a next one. Until then, stay irresistible. Bye, guys.